ladies and gentlemen, welcome on in to another fantastic episode of Bar Talk. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, happy Thursday, happy Friday, happy Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever it is that you're listening to this, I hope you are having the best day ever. And remember, you and only you have the power to turn this day around and make it extraordinary. So ask yourself, what kind of day do you want to have today? Does it want to be a good one or a bad one? You choose. Figure it out. Okay, guys, today we are at episode 84, and we are talking to Chris Tytone and Keith Blum. Uh, These men are the writers of the new Netflix original movie that is coming out tomorrow. Tomorrow being January 28th, Friday, uh, called Home Team. Home Team stars Kevin James and Taylor Lautner, and it is loosely based on the true story of Sean Payton. Sean Payton, who was the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. I am recording this, guys, Tuesday, January 25th at 510 and as of a few hours ago, um, Ian Rappaport, I feel like I'm not saying his name right, but y'all know who I'm talking about, the rap sheet, um, tweeted that Sean Payton is stepping down. Um, he's still under contract for two years with the Saints, so Bears fans like myself don't get excited thinking he's coming here because it's not happening. I'm crying on the inside because I would love, I would love this to happen. But in the press conference that I watched earlier today, he said he will not be coaching for the 2022 season. He'll be taking the year off and we'll just kind of see what happens. So I'm definitely sad um, as a Bears fan because I was like, wow, King, is there a better person out there? But I get it. You got to do what you got to do. So anyways, guys, that is like breaking news. Obviously, things can like drastically change in two days when this comes out. This will be coming out on the 27th. So if things change, we'll have updates for you. But as of now, that's kind of all I got for you. So anyways, let's go back to the story, back to home team that is coming out on Netflix Friday, January 28th. So maybe some of you guys remember, maybe some of you don't. Sean Payton um, was suspended two years after winning the Super Bowl with Drew Brees and the Saints. And that year, he went back home and coached his 12-year-old son Pop Warner football team. So crazy story. I did not know the extent of the story until Sean's daughter, Megan, who I am friends with and got to meet through Galvanize, actually did a piece on it that I'm going to link guys in the show notes. Watch it because this um, beautifully packaged piece is really, this was the seed that helped this movie become a movie. And it's it's incredible. Like it's just absolutely incredible. I'm actually trying to pull it up. I don't have it. I don't have it. Okay, let's start over. Um, Okay. So guys, today we are talking to the writers of the movie Home Team, Chris Titone and Keith Blum. Chris 
has been in a long-term relationship with, uh, excuse me, with Megan Payton. So he obviously was aware of the story, not to the extent, obviously, until Megan did the piece. And it's, it, the whole thing is just, it's just crazy. And I saw the preview for the movie when it came out, probably the beginning of the year, I think it was, was it's been marked on my calendar of when to watch it. I'm very excited for to see it because I obviously haven't seen it yet. And I just wanted to know a little bit about the writing process because I think that is something that is really fascinating. I don't understand it from a like film and TV perspective. So I wanted to learn about that. I also wanted to learn about the idea itself becoming a movie and like what, what that looks like. Um, what was the conversation that Chris had with Sean and, you know, was he nervous? Was he not nervous? What happened? And one of the things that Chris said that I thought was incredible and his explanation for it guys, like gave me goosebumps. He said that doing and filming this movie was the best experience of his life. And I asked him why, and his reason alone just put the biggest smile on my face. So you totally have to stay tuned to listen to that. And from Keith, guys, Keith was a fellow bartender like your girl here. And I wanted to know if the movie had its own cocktail, what would that cocktail be? And he gives a fantastic answer. So you're going to have to wait around to listen to that. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and get on in to this. But before that, guys, I have three things for you. Number one, if you are a returning customer of mine, guys, welcome back. If you are someone who is new to Bar Talk, welcome on in. I love having you guys here. I love that you guys are sitting down at the bar with me, metaphorically speaking, obviously, and sharing a drink with me. It can be alcohol, can be non-alcohol, whatever you want. It's totally up to you. Guys, follow us along. We are at Bar Talk with Jenna across the board. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. TikTok's a fun word to say. I don't know why, but it's really fun. It just kind of rolls off the tongue. But guys, follow us along on there. I give a bunch of um, updates, teasers for each of the podcast episode, along with other like quick video clips. We make drinks each week. Those come out every Friday. So I'd give you a little breakdown video for the drinks as well as pictures and how to make them. So you should go totally go over and follow. Go do it. I would love it. It would mean a lot to me. And then guys, like, comment, share, review, subscribe. It helps more than you know. If you could take 30 seconds out of your day to leave a five-star review and say what it is you like about the podcast, guys, it helps more people come to the bar with us and I want more people to come. So if you could do that, I would love that absolutely from the bottom of my heart. Thank you very much. Number two, stay until after the end of the episode. We have a segment called Here's a Tip Priya that I think is going to help you and I'm a big fan of this tip this week. So do that. And number three, guys, one thing that is an absolute must-have for me in every part of my house. I'm looking at my house right now. I got one, two, three, four. I got five. I got five, and I live in a studio right now, okay? So that means there's a lot. I love having a candle burning, and the only candle I trust to have burning is by is by LYW Candles. LYW sitting for Light Your Way, guys. It is more than a candle. It is a reminder that you and only you light the path that you are on in life. So head on over to their Instagram page. It is at LYW Candles or at their website, lywcandles.com. And don't forget to use code BARTALK20 at checkout to get 20% off your next order. My favorite candle is 
the class act. Hannah has some new scents coming out. The one that I am the most excited to have burning guys is the, oh, it's the reset lavender, chamomile, sandalwood, sage, and coconut soy wax. Mm. I don't want to say get in my belly because that sounds weird. But you know what I mean? Like get that smell in my house right now. Good smells only. Come on, let's do it. Okay, that's the candle. So guys, go on there right now. Uh, it is all in the show notes for you to go. Use the code BARTALK20 to get 20% off your next order. Okay, guys, that is what I got for you. So ladies and gentlemen, without absolute further ado, get ready for my conversation with the writers of Home Team, Chris Titone and Keith Blum. Enjoy. We're excited to be here. Yeah, Bar know. Talk with Jenna. Bar Talk with Jenna. Are you guys drinking or no? I mean, I know it's Monday. I certainly can if you'd like. <laughs> I was going to say, I have, I, have, I have whiskey near me. What do you, what do you got, your Gentleman Jack? I have Gentleman Jack. I, I bought it um, going to a Christmas party <laughs> and... <laughs> Like I like accidentally like he knows he's a bartender. You recognize Bob. Well, yeah, yeah. he's been a bartender for twenty. Yeah, career alcoholic bartender for sure. <laughs> um, so he knows like uh, if you can show him the shape of a, you can show him the silhouette of a bottle, and he's gonna know what. You it can is. breathe in my face, and I'll probably know what that. Means. That's impressive. Yeah. That's your serial killer trait. Yeah, among many. Also. Among yeah. many, that's your. <laughs> Have you yeah, never heard of that, Chris? You've never heard of the phrase "your serial killer trait." No, I haven't. So um, I wonder what. So my, I have a few, but my my one is I I I can sneeze on command in very uncomfortable mm. situations to break the silence when you can just feel how tense it is. So people say like, "Bless you." you cannot like, sneeze on command. Yeah, I can. Okay, so we're gonna ask. Uh, you. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. I don't want me. I don't want me like a uh, chew. <laughs> like I, you know. Is it real? No, that was that was a very dainty. It was dang. I mean, I'm not. What I'm not going to be like ah, chew. Like that's aggressive. But like, wait, was was that acting, or can you actually make your nose? No, I can just. I just can do it. I don't know how. I just. I've learned it. I've developed it over time, and that's my serial killer trait. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. So Keith can. I can cry. Um, like when I think about like my life. (laughs) 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 I'm kidding. I'm I'm joking. That's just sad. That's just really sad. I'm clearly kidding. Keith has a very dark sense of humor. I can tell. I can tell. I'm here for it. Um, okay, guys. So home team. I'm so excited. Saw the preview. I'm super pumped. Love the background. Tell me, uh, like very beginning, how the idea kind of came came about. Um, Keith and I have been writing for a while together. This is my best friend and co-writer, and we had just finished a movie writing it and um, we gave it to Sandler Mm -hmm. and uh, that same week, my girlfriend, Megan Payton, uh, daughter of head coach of the New Orleans Saints, Sean Payton, um, did a NFL network piece on uh, what Sean did with his time during that year off. Yeah. And I mean, NFL loved it. So they aired it the next week. So we gave it to Adam a week later, her piece airs and I sent it to, I sent it to my whole family. I sent it to my sister, my mom, my brother. I sent it to Adam and he immediately called me and he was like, dude, write that movie. And I was like, we, we just, can we, we just finished <laughs> a, a movie. Can you read that? He's like, no, I'm not reading it. 
right? That that's a that's a winner. I can smell a winner. And fair enough. Yeah. Now this guy's fifty, actual fifty. I think more now. Hit movies deep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's what yeah. he's got on his res. So we're I'm listening to that guy. Right. So uh, eight months later, yeah, we had a script. We gave it to Adam. He was like, all right, listen, you know, I think it's good. Let's, you wrote it for Kevin James, right? And I'm like, yeah, he's like, I'll send it to him. But his, he, what he said was he's a slow reader, which means he's busy. He's got a T, you know, he's, he's literally currently filming a TV show. He's got, I think, three, four kids. I don't know. And he, you know, he's doing his own life. Yeah. Three days later, three days later, I get a call from Adam at 7 a.m. Hey, Kevin is in. I already talked to Netflix. They're in. We're, we're making it. And it was like, Boom. And I called up Keith and we all had a good, a good cry. Mm-hmm. Just him. And just um, Keith crying we, about his life. <laughs> just independent of all this, I was crying. And uh, yeah, I mean, COVID had put us all in a tight stitch. So this was like yeah. mid COVID, you know? And um, yeah. And then we, then we were off and running. Once KJ said yes, it was like sixth year, you know? So COVID actually was productive in the sense that it gave you something to do and look forward to. Yeah, yeah we, we were on Zoom calls with each other. We were like sharing screen and rolling through the script and, and doing all that during uh, over COVID. So yeah. Yeah, essentially said, Adam said, write that movie in late February. And, mm-hmm. you know, two weeks later, it was no one can leave. So we, we tried to find the silver lining and make the best of our time as Sean did with his. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so Chris, I heard that you you obviously called Sean to like, get his blessing because obviously there, it was not a great, you know, thing leading into it. Were what was going through your mind when you were getting ready to call him to make sure that like, Hey, are you okay? If we like make this about you, you know, what's so funny. Sean's such a cool guy that nothing really went through my, all that went through my mind was dial the number because I got off of Adam called me. He's like, make that movie, blah, blah, blah. You know? And I was like, but we just finished the other one. He was like, I don't care. Write that movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. And he goes, wait, 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 make sure it's okay with Sean. And I was like, no problem. I'll call you right back. And I literally hung up and dialed his number and called him. So it, it wasn't a situation where I was like, oh my God, is Sean going to be upset about this? Like, he was like, dude, yeah. I, I literally said to him, I go, Adam told me to write that movie. And he goes, if Adam Sandler told me to write a movie, I would grab the nearest pen. And I was like, okay. Done. And he goes, anything else? And I go, nope. And that was it. Oh my God. That's great. So, um, Keith, walk me through the writing process. Like I'm five, because I don't understand this world, so to speak. So like you guys obviously had a great idea. And then what does that look like as you guys are like in your zoom writers room, making it come to life? A really good question. And I've tried to explain it before for us personally, we have like a really specific way of working where he's really, really good at overall structure. Like we need to be here by this point. We need to be here by this point. I'm very, very bad at that. I will go off and run and, and just write, overwrite. When, over when you too. say need to be there, are you saying like a timeline mm-hmm. or like 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 character like art? You think of like, yeah, that if you think of a three-act structure, by this time, our protagonist needs to be in this dilemma to deal okay. with this by this time. So we'll have like an idea of a scene. I'll sit down. I'll free write the scene to the best of my ability. He'll sit down and look at it and he'll write his version. And then we end up kind of coming together either through argumentation or through agreement 
but we have. Sometimes we're just like immediately like he writes something I'm like yes perfect exactly like nothing more needs to happen mm-hmm. and sometimes we get into like long philosophical debates. But if nothing is <laughs> what can be? It turns it gets, <laughs> it gets wild. What's, it's been, it gets, what's been the best or longest philosophical debate you guys have had? Oh man. man. Oh. We'll, um, we'll, we'll torture ourselves over like, would it be funnier if this were a moped or a Segway? And if so, why? Like, yeah, you know, is it funnier if this person is, is drinking out of this kind of glass or that? It's, you, you know what, you know what we always get, we always have talks about mostly is because we can see it in our head. Okay. Yeah. But, and we have to write it so that the reader sees exactly what we see mm-hmm. in our head in their head and that's not necessarily writing the best for like the screen yeah. does that make sense we're yes. not writing what would be best for the screen we're writing what would be best for the reader's head and there's a difference yes. yeah that's interesting i've never heard it put that way but um i mean doing podcasts you have to learn how to be very like particular with your words when you're describing something because people some people watch it, but you know, you, you learn to be more descriptive, I think in your language, which is a different, um, like muscle to flex. That's, that's really hard. And, but I get it. Like sometimes like what's in your head is like clear as day. And you're like, I have no idea how to explain this to you. I can just see it like crystal clear. Yeah. 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 And not only that, uh, you know, it's that versus it's always a battle that versus 108 pages. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's that's the big issue is you need to explain to someone so they see in your head what you see in yours in 108 pages, not 109, 108. Ooh, that's a challenge. That's being very particular with your words then. Absolutely. Well, 108 is the, uh, that's the, that's our max out. I mm-hmm. mean, really it should be like 103, but <laughs> we'd like to go to 108. I like 108. <laughs> So for the jokes, you guys obviously have some like incredible talent on this. Do you let them improv? Are you teeing them up for jokes based off of like their sense of humor or do you, or like how, how are we like fishing our way through that? Jokes have an evolution where first of all, they start in the writing room. I'll write a joke or he will write a joke. And then the other one will try to one up them. And then the other one will try to one up them. We'll go back and forth. I'm funnier. No, I'm funnier. No, he usually <laughs> he usually wins. He usually wins. He's he's really good. I wouldn't say that. Um, and then then we give it. You know, this one we gave to Kevin James, and Kevin James is him, so he gets a pass or two, and he makes all the jokes what he would you know a little funnier. Right. And then on the day, there's a whole team of what's called uh, co-producers. And uh, it was Eli and Vessi and uh, a couple other people. Anyway, and they, on the day, we get what's in the script. And then they say, hey, try saying this. I, you know, this might be funnier. So in editing, we have options. Okay, nice. Um, Chris, you said this was the best experience of your life. Why? Why was it like just the best thing ever? For a lot of reasons. I mean, it, it was, you know, is, do, you have, do you have a... Do you have a Venn diagram ready? I'm ready. Just go ahead. Go ahead. I wrote a movie with my best friend about my girlfriend's father and brother. We shot it where my girlfriend's father 
lives, it starred Kevin James and my second best friend, Taylor Lautner. My sister played my girlfriend's mother. Should I go on? No, I mean, it's just, it, it's a beautiful, like full circle moment in many, many circles just continuously happening. My sister's too. husband produced the movie. I mean, it, it's there's so many more little, little connections and it's it's crazy, really. Well, it probably makes it that much more meaningful too. I mean, yeah, not only that, but they, you know, even if this was about, you know, Steve's pizza shop, mm-hmm. your first one is always the most meaningful. That's what I've heard at least. This is my first one. So that with all that on top of it, it it's, I mean, it was the best, the best experience of my life. I was in New Orleans. Have you been in New Orleans? I said, I'm convinced I had a past life in New Orleans because this version of Jenna was the best fucking version of herself in New Orleans. Like period, hands down, end of story. I absolutely love that city. So you did live in New Orleans? No, I never lived there. I just visited there and, and I, I did well. Um, Keith, what was the biggest takeaway for you from this whole film? Oh man, I've, he and I are like those annoying people that quote movies back and forth and it like alienates the group in a it's way. Fantastic. And it's like, oh, yeah, we've, we've totally been that way for a very long time. I've always really loved movies like you, you know, I was bartending forever doing this, doing that. And when he you know, said like, hey, this is like a project we should be working on, especially after seeing Megan's, mm-hmm. you know, the thing that she produced. Yeah. Um, I think overall, just being able to be this close to, you know, movie making and production and, and the process of writing is like, I don't know, super exciting, really life-changing, really makes you like appreciate the process more, makes you want to like dig in and, and get as good as you can at it, learn as much as you can. Yeah. I just like being this close to everything, to the creative process behind. He, he's like the biggest movie nerd right now. There isn't a movie he hasn't seen. Pretty bad. And he has IMDb in his head. You should test him. That might be a fun game. Okay. Watch me uh, fail the first, first, I was gonna, first, 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 first question. It's a complete flop. Hey, you've been, um, I've been oversold. So yeah, let's do it. Go okay. deep. Go I know. Deep. Wait, I'm trying to think. Um, okay. I'm, um, oh God, I'm yeah. really on the spot. Okay. Like... How about this? Can you quote anything from Mighty Ducks D2? From D2, man. Yeah. Ooh. What happened in two? I know in three they go to the Olympics. I know in one. What happened? One D2. Why you gotta come at me with D1? I think, I think D2 is better than D1. Interesting. Why do you feel that way? I don't know because I think it was like that was the first, because I watched D2 first as a kid. I never watched D1. So I just thought mm-hmm. everything was funnier. So you thought that the narrative started right there. You that was no where it started for me. Yeah, it's like, hey, Goldberg. Well, I chronolog- bet chronologically, D1, obviously, the biggest quote is, I am Goldberg the Goldie. Yes. Okay. D2 is when they find the kid from the street oh that has it's, the bandana. It's, it's Goldberg. I bet if that puck was a cheeseburger, you'd stop it. Right. No, D two is the same is the same plot as Bring It Up. <laughs> no, the kid from the streets he has a bandana and then yeah. he gets a bash brother for sure. Not Keenan. No, he's got like long it's, hair. It's knuckle puck time. Oh it's yes, knuckle puck time. Yes. Um, it, the the bash brother. Which, don't you know that everything's on fire? 
Come well, on, Jake, sing it with me. Oh, yeah, no, we... You still have an incredible voice. I don't know if anyone's told you that. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I, I believe chills. that, but... Oh, yeah, absolute <laughs> bullshit, but... Wait, did you watch the new version of the show? The one that's on Disney Plus? Yeah. No, oh, I can't bring myself to watch it. Okay, so Max, this kid on the right, number okay. one... Yes. ...is one of the stars of that show. That's okay. where we found him. Okay, so then I'm going to have to watch it now. Yeah. You should have, by the way, Max, brilliant. 10 years from now, he's Chris Farley. If he can, if he can stay laser focused because he's so talented and has so many different talents, if he can laser focus, the kid's bananas good. Oh my God. Well, sidebar on Chris Farley. My mom actually worked with him. I found out my mom Where used to work at the board of trade, uh, down in Chicago. And I just always thought she was kidding. She's like, no, I actually worked with them. So sidebar, but I do want to talk about the kids really quick. Um, I, I can't watch anything with puke. Like anything mm. with puke makes me laugh my ass off. And also- Wait, makes me- then what kind of porn do you watch? Seriously. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm curious because- weird. I, I'm so weird. Sorry, guys. How do you like- is there actual puke coming out of their mouths or is it all CGI? Um, it's a mix. You got to start with something. So, you know, they puke with helmets on. So it's a, it's a simple backpack full of puke with a, like a pump system. And then, you know, it goes up their neck and then it goes in their helmet. And, you know, there's a little. Oh, like the, like to the side. A faucet coming out of their helmet. And they just have to, the hardest part is the timing. Yeah. Because you need the guy to, push the button of puke and the kid to do this at the same time. And when you push the button, it doesn't mean it comes out at the exact same time every time, you know? So it was a timing thing. Yeah. just look, And I mean, then it, they add TGI to it. It's so gross. It just, it, it just like makes me like weak and that, but it's funny as hell. Um, oh, okay. I okay. Well, okay. You saying that that makes me feel a little bit better now. Cause I'm just thinking delicious chunks. Applesauce. like as it's a like bar. As yeah. a bartender, you know, you've had to, I, I've had to clean up puke and it's fucking gross. Oh, God, yeah. It's Every, disgusting. Uh, Saturday night. Wait, yeah. you've had to clean up puke? I've had to, I've had to, yeah, I've definitely had to before, but then there might be a dude who just pukes all over the bar right in front yeah. of you. Yeah. Okay. This kid, he, he's spoiled. What, okay. So he worked at a bar called, I can't remember the name. Anyway, sure. the owner or manager, I don't know who came with this idea, but it was the smartest thing ever. All the bartenders would leave at 3, 3 a.m. after they would like do all the money and cash out or whatever. And on the way out, a, a, a clean cleaning system. Yep. Yes. Would pass them and they would just leave it filthy and show up the next morning and it was sparkling. We would not leave it filthy. We, we cleaned up like our own stations. However, yes. there was puke everywhere. When there, there was, there was certainly puke everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> we put on special boots every night. It, certainly at, at midnight. When somebody pukes, that's not helpful. That's you cleaning that up. Do you have to clean that up? I mean, you yeah, not a busboy. you feel bad making other people. You, you try to make. Okay, you try. You try to help. Like you try to help. You try. Roundabout. How many? How many times have you cleaned up other someone else's puke? Someone else's puke at the bar, not like your girlfriend. Not my own apple, but somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Um, three, three, mine's is three times. Oh, well over thirty times. Ugh. I have been. I have been. Party to assisting people clean up. What does that taste like? It's not bad, okay, necessarily. All right, you know, it's an acquired taste. It's like Vegemite. 
Yeah. You know, what helps kill yeah. the smell of puke because we had the way our, our bar works. It's like, there's a front bar and then there's a back bar. So a guy walked in, wasn't, he hadn't even had a drink yet. Walked in and just, I walked the bar, sure. and he puked. Yeah. And I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm, I'm going to kill you. So everyone yeah. migrates to the back and I open up all the doors, all the windows to try to get the smell out. Thank God the city didn't have the rat problem at the time. Cause all the rats would have came in. Um, but lemons kills the smell. If you have lemons, like just squeeze it and it absolutely yeah. just kills the smell right away. So, so wait, where are you located? I'm in Chicago. Oh, yeah. fun. Yeah. You grew up in Chicago. I grew up here. Good pizza. Great pizza, great food, just great Lou, food overall. Yeah. Lou what? Lou, 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 uh... Lou Malnati's. Lou Malnati's. Lou Malnati's. Um, Good. Yeah. Good breadstick. Mm. I, I just ever, we, we just like food. Like we like food here a lot. And Indeed. there's, there's Absolutely. so much good food. Um, We're going to In-N-Out as soon as this is over. The good one. Oh, that sounds really good. We, we don't have In-N-Out over here. The, the closest to In-N-Out would be like Five Guys. Five Guys is solid. Five Guys used to be more solid. Five Guys, the fries are outstanding. The fr the it's the best fry. You're going to get a lot of pushback on this, but they are the best fries. Five well, Guys is the best fry. Yeah, Five guys are great. So are you. Have you ever had Portillo's? Mm -mm. Okay. When you come to Chicago, you have to get Portillo's and you have to get a beef sandwich and a hot dog and the fries with a cup of cheese and then a cake shake. Yeah. And, and like stretch. I'm usually, so Megan's, Megan's grandma lives in uh, Indiana. Do you know Morocco, Indiana? Go there all the time, huh? Oh, all the so, time. It was just there yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm in Chicago for 20 minutes per year. We fly into um, O'Hare and we drive to Indiana and I literally look at her and she knows exactly what I'm going to say. And she's like, all right, let's do it. And we get Chicago food in that 20 minutes and <laughs> eat it in the car. Well, well you have to, so, because it's Indiana you're going to, I mean, unless you're getting home cooked meals, which I hope grandma's giving you, but it's Indiana. Grandma, grandma cooks some dope ass food and she cooks for like two weeks in advance and it's awesome. But we need to stop in Chicago. We usually go to Malnati's, but mm -hmm. if you're saying there's a new place that's better than Lou Malnati's? Well, so it depends on the type of pizza because uh, I always say we cater to tourists for deep dish, but it's not something that people traditionally eat all the time. Um, I grew up in a tavern. Like, like my family, I was telling you guys, my family owns a bar. It's one of the oldest pubs in the United States. So I grew up on like tavern pizzas where it was just a quick little square. So that to me is like a very authentic Chicago pizza. Um, and we put beef and jardinere on a pizza. What's, what's tavern pizza? Do you mean Sicilian? tavern pizza is like, um, so it's not like a pie. It, it, it's, it's cut up and they're, they're, it's literally a square. It's like a square slice. But you're doing so, a square like this or a big square? Like no, so it, they're like tiny squares. They're tiny. So you're just constantly eating them like a snack. So that's why they call them tavern style because you're like, you're picking and eating. Would we call it a flatbread here in, in LA? It would be a flatbread, but you're, but it's not, yeah, I guess it is a flatbread. Yeah. To you guys, but, it's not thick. but it's not thick. It's not thick, but, but there's, um, there's texture to it. Like it's holding everything in one bite. It's not going to fall apart. I'm into it. I'm into it. I like it. It's flatbread. Although she didn't like it when I said it was a flatbread. I, I mean, like it's, but it's like, it's like, it's not a flatbread, but it's, it's crunchier than a flatbread. That's the best way to describe it's it. The things your grandma's flatbread is what you're trying to say. Yes. Right. Exactly. Wait, it's crunchier than a flatbread? Yeah. Because flatbread's pretty crunchy. 
flatbread's pretty crunchy, but this one has a bit of a, like more of a crunch. So it's like toast. I've never heard it put that way, but I, but but I I I would not disagree with that statement. Does it come with a cup of cheese you spoke of earlier? No, that you have to get separately. Sounds wild. That's the Midwest in me coming out. You put cheese and ranch on everything, so. I yeah, I don't do ranch. I do blue cheese. I know that, that oh. I'm gonna get a lot. Of- Creamy or chunky blue cheese? Either way, down for it. Down for it. Okay. All right. Um, guys, what do you hope people take away from this film? Um, you know what? Uh, I, I mean, I, I think the cool, the cool thing, if I could hear just one person or two people say to me, like, and this is a reach, but hey, I watched your movie and I called that person that I hadn't spoken to in a while. That would mean the world to me. And you know, Netflix really gave us the chance to be free with the script. They had very little notes and, you know, and that's part of the reason I wanted to go to Netflix and, you know, that, and they have such a global outreach, like mm-hmm. they, they cover the whole planet. So to think about like a kid in Ireland coming home from school and watching our movie bananas, you know, and a kid, a kid in Singapore done with his snack and, and being like oh Net, you know netflix let's let's watch home team is, is crazy to me the global outreach was a big big part of it it's crazy but it's but at the same time it's it's not yeah it's so yeah. not internet i know it's yeah. crazy okay well, keith i have one last question yeah. for you because you are a bartender um and i Please. love bartending i love making drinks if you had to create a drink based on the movie, what would the drink be? Ooh, mm. I would do a... Uh, for the I PG would, movie. I would for a PG movie. <laughs> I mean, we can add alcohol in it, you know, for, for the adults. It's a place in New Orleans, so I'm going to do something, a takes, playful reference. We shot it in New Orleans. It takes place in Argyle, Texas. Yes. We shot it in New Orleans, but it deals with the Saints, so I'm going to do a playful take on a bucaray, obviously. Um, you, you're familiar? You like a bucaray? I'm not familiar with it, no. My pronunciation is trash, and right now I'm trying to determine, should I go for the French pronunciation? Do or it. should I just... Just do it. It's, it's Jack and Coke. That's how... Gentleman Jack and Coke. <laughs> <laughs> And Le Vieux Carré. That well, wasn't bad. You don't have to think It's like a man cross between a Manhattan and an old fashioned. Oh. With, cross between a Manhattan and an old fashioned used Peychaud's bitters and a little bit of Benedictine. It's delicious. Um, Sorry, on the rocks or up? So, so everyone, all the bartenders out here aren't actually bartenders. They're mixologists. And they have to put smoke in glasses and shake everything twice and give it a triple stir and pour wine from way up here. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. It's very it would be, it would be, whiskey, you know, it would be whiskey. And in honor of this podcast, I would use Gentleman Jack. Gentleman Jack, because it's, because it's right here. Gentleman Jack, because they're sponsoring us, right? Yeah, sure. I wish. Maybe. I'll, I'll talk, I'll reach out to them. I got to know someone. What's in the back? Is that Jameson in the back? No. So, um, this is, you guys might make fun of me, but I don't even care. This is Brothers Bond Bourbon. So do you remember the Vampire Diaries that came out? The two actors? 
I, I yeah, there were there were diaries about a vampire. That's the great awesome that's the part where they wrote in their diaries. Oh, and weird. then they were like, "We're vampires. We oh, should write." Unreal. Yeah, such a good show. Good stuff. I learned a lot about myself. You guys are fantastic. Um, no, so the the two main characters uh, became like bourbon connoisseurs because they drank on the show and they created their own bourbon. Um, and my liquor lady was like, "Hey, I know you like them. Do you want me to save you a signed bottle?" So I have two, and they'll never be opened. Oh, cool. Congratulations. Yeah. It's also it's also like delicious. Like that I won't I'll say if something's garbage, but it's actually like it was it, it was it's pretty great. Okay. It's pretty great. Okay. Oh, yeah. I tend to well, say if something's garbage too. Yeah, no, I like I've I've definitely had an incident where I made shots for people and then drank it and I was like, don't stop, just put it down. It's the worst fucking thing I've oh, ever well, made. You're going to be your worst critic every time you make something for somebody and it's like a little bit over diluted or something. You're like, never mind, don't drink it. No, but like this was to the point where people drink it and they're like, Jenna, that's the worst shot you've ever made. I'm like, I know, I told you don't drink it. Like it was bad. Like, yeah. please, please put the glass down. They should have listened. They should have listened. <laughs> The whole story of Sean Payton getting suspended two years after winning the Super Bowl makes me think about the story of the Chinese farmer. I just saw this clip recently, guys, on Instagram from the Count Business Mentorship. And the story goes about the Chinese farmer. The Chinese farmer lost his horse. And the whole town came together and said, oh, my God, isn't this like the worst thing ever? And his answer was maybe. The next day, seven wild horses come back to his place and the whole town comes together and says, oh my God, isn't this the best thing ever? And he says, I don't know, maybe. Then the next day, his son takes one of the wild horses out and the son falls off and breaks his leg. The whole town says, oh my God, isn't this the worst thing ever? Chinese farmer says, I don't know, maybe. The next day, apparently, uh, People came knocking on his door, calling people to go to war, and the son couldn't go to war because he broke his leg. So again, was it the worst thing ever? Maybe. So the, the point of the story, guys, is you don't know if what's happening to you is the best or worst thing ever. You need to let it play out. And guys, that's today's tip for you is you don't know if what's happening to you is actually the best or the worst thing ever. I will. I look back on you know, God, you could do it with relationships. You can do it with jobs. You can do it with things that happen, things that didn't happen. I think about, um, my wrist breaking. Okay. When I tore my wrist in college, I thought it was the worst thing ever. I thought losing my scholarship was the worst thing ever. Um, it wasn't, it was the best thing ever in that moment though. I thought it was the worst thing that ever happened to me in my entire life but you don't know if what's happening to you is actually the best or the worst thing ever. So maybe take a little bit of the wisdom from the Chinese farmer. And if something bad happens to you, say, I don't know, maybe. If something good happens to you, say, I don't know, maybe. Because you really don't know until you let the pieces fully unfold and let everything play out. So just let it play out, guys, and see what happens. Okay, that is all I have for you today, guys. Thank you so much for listening on in. And remember to take the time today to realize that we have way more in common with each other than we have different. I will see you next week. Take care. Hey, everybody, it's closing time. You don't got to go home, but you can't stay here.